Welcome back to the Wild Womb Podcast. This week, we're continuing with conversations in our bodies talking about abortion with Justine Hazelcorn. Justine is a recent graduate of the Northeast School of Botanical Medicine. She is a clinical herbalist who believes everyone has the right to know their body, own their body, and take back their health. She is a strong advocate for giving people the tools they need to keep themselves and their families feeling their best. Her prior studies include interning with Herb Farm in Williams, Oregon, as well as apprenticing with Lataw Kennedy at Flower Power Herbs and Roots in New York City. She also completed a shorter study at the New Dawn Center in Costa Rica. She's a strong advocate for the belief that community and connection are our biggest assets to gaining wellness. Justine had an abortion in 2016 via the abortion pill. We hear her experience taking the pill and navigating the process without being properly informed by her medical practitioners. We talk about how while abortion can be a super empowering process, it's a complicated decision for some and both of us think it's an event we can really honor. It's an opportunity for some deep self-care and self-love. Access to safe, legal abortion is absolutely fucking necessary. If you're considering an abortion, be sure to ask questions and demand information so you're choosing the best option for you. And I just want to say um, I've done a lot of work as an abortion doula. I support people in person, um, over email, over text, over phone call. So if it's something that you're going through and you feel like you need some extra support, feel free to reach out. Um, You can message me on Instagram at wildwombdoula or email me at services at gmail.com and I am happy to give you my number and we can talk and I can support you. So if you need anything, reach out. Otherwise, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Justine is a delight. Thanks for listening. I am a clinical herbalist, soon to be practicing as of this Wednesday. Um, I am. You get your white coat. I get my white coat um, and my golden loop. Um, I'm a dog mom, a friend, I don't know, uh, adventurer, all of the good stuff. And yeah, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about abortions, specifically my abortion that I had um, a few years ago um, when I was 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Where? Where did you have it? I had it in the good old state of Florida, mm-hmm. uh, where, as we know, the laws down there are a little messed up. But uh, nothing, nothing. I didn't run into any difficulty with my abortion as far as the laws went. I just had to fill out probably more paperwork than you would normally have to in other states. Do you know much about the laws there, actually? Not off the top of my head. And honestly, like, during that time when I was being explained everything, I really was just like, no. I it, Like, it didn't it went right over my head. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I was eight weeks pregnant when mm-hmm. I found out. And I found out because I was expecting my period, and it wasn't coming. And all of a sudden, like, I just remember looking at my boobs and being like, these are so big. Like, why are they so 
there like so painful like it was just like I was like man I am about to bleed like hardcore like this is insane and then the bleeding never came and then I was just like okay well this is strange and um, at the time I was off and on seeing somebody so I knew who it was and for the sake of um, you know this I'll just call him Kyle okay. you know yeah um, and uh, so we had actually split up and uh, Kyle was gone and then one day I just decided I was like I think I need to take a pregnancy test so mm -hmm. I took it and I found out that I was pregnant and I just remember looking at the thing and being like oh shit because it's like I feel like I prepared for that moment my whole life yeah you know like since I started having sex I was like I had taken countless, you know, pregnancy tests thinking that this time was going to be the time and it mm -hmm. never was. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, years going by and I was on the pill from actually from 14 until about 23. Whoa. I want to say. That's a long time. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Because I was on uh, a acne medication, Accutane. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be put on birth control when you're taking Accutane because I don't know if you know this. I actually don't. Yeah, Why? because um, it can actually cause like severe deformities in fetuses, like in babies. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, so while taking Accutane, if you were to get pregnant, like it's like a 100% guarantee almost that like your baby will come out with like a misshapen head. Oh my so God. So they like put you on birth control to make sure that that doesn't happen. Oh, I did not know that. That's yeah, so yeah. wild. Okay, I'm going to research that. Yeah, so I was 14, I was put on it, and so... And at that same year that I was put on it was the same year that I became sexually active. And I don't know if it like was like the help of the fact that I was on birth control that mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait, I'm already taking this. I guess at this point I could just do it, you know? Um, so, yeah. And then I, it, it definitely, the birth control messed with me emotionally and mentally. And I just remember having this moment where I, I had this clarity where I was like, I need to get off birth control. You know, mm -hmm. like it is messing with my hormones and I, you know, I feel psycho. So I got off of it, and then I guess, you know, three years later was when... I guess, actually, no. It maybe it was, like, 21 or 22 I got off it. So, like, four years later is when I got pregnant, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know if it was, like, it took that long for it to cycle through, and, like, you know, then I was fertile, like, that fertile again. But, um, yeah, and... Were you using... Like, were you doing anything for birth control at no. the time? Like... No, because it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, oh, I've been off birth control for four years. Nothing's ever happened, you know? So yeah. I guess I'm infertile, you know? Right. Like, that's what everybody thinks, and then yeah. it happens. Right. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, I'm I... I'm immune. Yeah, exactly. I'm immune to babies. <laughs> but to be honest, I have no idea how I got pregnant. Really? Like, there was, like, I cannot go back in my mind and think, like, oh... There was a slip up that time, mm -hmm. you know, like literally I was in West Virginia and I remember walking on the mountains with uh, some of the girls there. One of them was pregnant. One of them was holding her baby and somebody made a comment like, oh, these mountains will get you pregnant. And I was just like, ha ha. <laughs> and then like <laughs> a month later, I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was wild. crazy. And I sometimes I'm like, they like do some West Virginia magic. Yeah, did they impregnate <laughs> me so that I would join their beautiful West Virginia mountain cult, which I gladly would. Um, but, uh, so when I found out, it was hard. 
Yeah. You know, like I immediately called Planned Parenthood just out of sheer panic. And I was just like, I need to schedule an abortion like right now. And they were like, okay, well, we can't do that. You have to wait a week. We can schedule you one for next, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, just like the soonest available time. And then I just immediately started like reaching out to all of my, you know, confidants, like Mm -hmm. all of my best friends. And I was just like, dude, I'm fucking pregnant. Like, what do I do? And they were like, what do you feel like you want to do? And I was like, well, I feel like all my life I've said I was going to get an abortion. Yeah. You know, like, that's just been the go-to. Like, it was almost like it was nothing. Like, if I get pregnant, like, psh, abortion. Duh. Mm-hmm. But here I am at 26. You know, I had a job where I was making good money. I was at an age where I could take responsibility for this. You know, so suddenly what became, what I always thought was going to be a simple answer became so difficult. Yeah. I think especially, too, like, being in punk scenes and stuff, it seems like... You're just like, obviously, I would get an abortion. Right. And it seems like a rite of passage, kind of. Yeah. But, yeah, it's way, I don't know, it's just, like, not that easy when it comes down to it. Yeah, because it's this whole, like, taking control of your body, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, the weight that came with that question, I was just like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. You know? And then you have to think about, like, everybody else's life that it's also going to affect. Right. You know? So there's, like, this whole, like, domino effect of things. And, um, yeah, I was really surprised. So I went in and I got, uh, they do an ultrasound first Mm -hmm. at Planned Parenthood. That's where I went. And, um, just to make sure that I was in fact pregnant. So they printed me off a little thing that showed where the fetus was. Did they really? Yeah. I feel like that's fucked up. I know. Cause then like, they're like gave it to me to like take home and I was just like, cool. But that day that they, I know, I know, I was like, let me put this on my fridge. Oh, weird. I actually might have put it on my fridge, to be honest, <laughs> just so I could like look at it and really <laughs> think. Um, but uh, yeah, so that day that they, I did the ultrasound, they were like, okay, well we can uh, give you the pill today. Mm-hmm. And even then I wasn't ready. I was like, I think I need to wait. And I was like, can I go home and, like, think about this a little further? And they were like, absolutely. You know, like, go home, think about it further. Mm -hmm. So then uh, I just, you know, they're really, I I can't express the weight of, you know, all of it enough. And um, so that's when I started, like, reaching out to, like, older women around me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, moms and stuff who I trusted in telling, you know, that I was pregnant, you know. And um, a few people expressed to me that they had also had abortions in their lives, you know, prior, mm-hmm. like they both, like the two women that I'm specifically talking about have kids like in college, you know, or high school, mm-hmm. but they expressed to me that they had had abortions before. Mm-hmm. And actually one of them was a boss of mine and she actually walked over to my house and came and sat with me on my bed and like told me her abortion story and it was like really heartbreaking you know and she has two boys and she you know had this whole feeling inside of her heart that the the baby that she aborted was the girl that she had probably always wanted you know so it was like very heartbreaking so then that got in my head and that really messed with me a little bit um and then I also felt like I needed to go and tell my mom (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I told my sister, who of course is just supporting me in whatever way that I can possible, but I felt like I needed to tell my mom because my mom is a very spiritual person, uh-huh. and she actually has this uh, clairvoyant person that she speaks with. Her name is Gabby. Uh, she's actually a hermaphrodite that lives in Colombia, 
And my mom, I know, my mom's known her for years. They talk all the time. And uh, a long, like not that long ago prior to this, but Gabby had told her that I was going to give her her firstborn child. And I was just like, no way. I was like, not going to happen. And so like Danielle and I, my sister, would like laugh about that. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, fuck, Gabby, what the hell? (laughs) So then um, I remember going to my mom's house with my sister and, like, sitting there and, like, trying to, like, keep my cool. And, like, when I get nervous, I laugh, you know? So, like, I had to, like, get my laughter out. And then Danielle started laughing. And then I was just like, this is not a laughing matter. Like, we had to sit there. And, like, my mom just, like, got so stone cold with her face. And she was like, what's going on? And I told her, and I was really taken back by her reaction, because it didn't seem, and my mom loves me, you know, like this was obviously just her coming from a place of fear, but she, the first thing out of her mouth was just, and I'm just supposed to accept this guy as my family now, and I was just like, whoa, lady, like... First of all, I'm not going to keep it. Yeah. You know, by that point in my mind, I had already made the decision. But the fact that she just went right to herself, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit and like how it was going to affect her. And like, I granted, even though as I'm saying it now, I know that she was just scared. Yeah. You know, but still it's and I, I, I just I was expecting something different, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually she came around. And when the actual abortion happened, she was very supportive and she, you know, sent me broths and, you know, really took care of me, which was nice. Um, but so then at that point, I had decided to do the abortion. So we went back to the clinic and uh, I took how much time was like between when you first went and when you went and did it. I would say probably a week, and I would say a week it's and a half. It's a heavy week to yeah. hear all these people's stories and oh my reactions God, was, and stuff. Damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. But I felt like I almost needed to do the research. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, like pre-process mm-hmm. it all. I'm sorry about your mom. It's so hard. I it's feel okay. like it's so hard. They don't know. Right. Because it's totally like the gut reaction of mm-hmm. just like, yeah, all the emotions. hmm and she's from South America, right. you know, where it's like abortions are a huge no-no, mm-hmm. you know? So I almost was expecting her to be like, you have to keep it, you know? But then she was like, you are not keeping it. And I was just like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, right. she was. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, she did not want me to keep it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's why she was saying like, and I'm just supposed to accept, you know, like she was like, yeah, yeah, she was not about it. Were you considering at any point keeping it? I think for like a split second. Yeah. Like literally for like a split second. And then I was like no okay yeah (laughs) like I came back to I think like my oxytocin or something was just like yeah yeah um like babies are cute you know right yeah I mean I think it's natural to like consider that yeah yeah um so I had decided to get the abortion so I went back and uh it's amazing because I had so much time in between you know, getting the ultrasound, finding out that I was pregnant, getting the ultrasound, going in there, going back, you know, and all in between that time, I was given like no information about what my options were. Like when I originally went there, they were like, well, we can schedule you for this day to do the um, surgical, Mm -hmm. or I can schedule you for this day to come in and take the pill. And I was just like, okay, well, the pill could happen sooner. So I was like, well, I guess I'll do the pill, you know, like this is, you know, 2016 
uh, magic pill to get rid of a baby must be easier right. than a surgical procedure, mm-hmm. you know? At least that was my thought process because I literally had no idea mm-hmm. and nobody explained it to me. And then uh, the day came to go in and take the first pill because there's two pills that you take. Um, and as I'm sitting there, she's like explaining the recovery time for me and she was like, it could be like up to a month, you know, that you are like kind of still dispelling things and you know, kind of, you might have to like be wearing like a pad for like at least a month because there could still be like excess bleeding and all this stuff. Whoa. Yeah. And I was just like, a month? And she was like, yeah, a month. And I was just like, well, what's the recovery time for the surgical? And she was like, usually around like three, four days. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. And, and they I didn't was, tell you this before. They didn't tell me that. And I was just like, like literally she's like got the pill. And I was like, well, can I, can I do the surgical? She was like, well, we can, but we'll have to schedule it for like another, it'll be like another like week that we can get you in. And I was just like, oh my God. You know? And at that point I had already made my decision. So I didn't want to yeah. like give it more time right, to have to right. sit there. Yeah. So then I felt like really, you know, between, I don't know, I was cornered and I yeah. was just like, all right. I I guess I'll just take this pill. So the first appointment, they didn't like. There was no like pamphlets or like. No, I didn't anything. get a single pamphlet. Nothing. No. That's crazy. So I know. It was like literally just down to scheduling. Right. Exactly. They they were like, "You're pregnant. Do you want to keep it? Do you not? We can schedule you then." And I was just like, "Uh." That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, like I knew they gave you no information, but that's like literally. It was no like literally no information. <laughs> like it's like I've got this pill in my mouth. And I'm just like what? Like, <laughs> so, but so again, so I had to like fill out paperwork because something with like Rick Scott being our governor, it's like you had to like sign off on something. I think it was basically saying like I am a terrible person for doing this. You know, <laughs> this is a Republican state. Um, so she gave it to me, and then she gave me the directions that I had to take the second pill at the same time the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was like, here's your prescription for codeine. And I was just like, I'm allergic to codeine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, then I guess you don't get any pain relievers. And I was like, what? <laughs> so she was like, I can give you like 800 milligram ibuprofen. And I was like, is that cool like am I gonna be all right with that and she was just like I mean it would be better if like you could take something else and I was like what else can I take and she was like nothing that we can give you and I was just like right on so like I didn't have any (laughs) I was like I can do this all right I was just like gonna bite down on a stick you know um but yeah so I I wasn't given any other option for uh you know yeah for pain relief pain relief yeah and uh I took the 800 ibuprofen with me, and I just thought to myself, like, well, I've got a bunch of weed at my house. I guess I'll just smoke that, yeah. you know? And so the next day came, and I was, like, tearing myself up about it. I was just like, what is this going to be like? I was, like, freaking out a little bit. I was just like, is this going to suck? Is it going to go by fast? Is it going to be painful? Mm-hmm. You know? And I had, had friends who had – I had one friend who had taken the pill before, and she was like, it was a nightmare. You know, but then I looked, I did research and other people had said like, it wasn't so bad, but then Mm -hmm. like a lot of other people were saying like, it was the worst thing I've ever been through. So that was in my head. Yeah. And I remember being outside. I lived in an an RV at Mm -hmm. the time too, in Florida. I don't know if I said that. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
And um, so I had to have this abortion in an RV, too. So that's just like, I see on top of the cake, I was feeling real fucking Florida. At that point, like, so in my roots, I was just like, this is where I was meant to be. Uh, (laughs) Florida's not a joke, people. It's really not. (laughs) So... I remember, and my my Kyle was there mm-hmm. this whole time. He came with me to every appointment. He split the charges with me. He was there for me like one hundred percent of the way. He was not very on board with like he always wanted to like be a parent. So mm-hmm. I think that he had a little bit more to say about the possibility of keeping it, you know. But in the end, he was like totally fine with me getting an abortion, and yeah. he was so like right by my side. Did he want like was he was that like a legitimate? thought of his that like you two should raise a kid oh 100 percent. really but also it's like he from my knowledge of like his previous partners he had gotten a lot of previous partners pregnant which like what the fuck was i thinking yeah. i had to like put that together like you're not that not fertile, you, see, you know um but uh yeah and i think that he had always i mean i knew i knew he had we yeah. talked about it he had yeah. always wanted to be a dad mm-hmm. you know Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think it was a little hard for him, you know, because it's like, it's our choice. Yeah. You know, he can't right. do shit. Yeah. But, um, so he was at the RV with me and I remember I had a, a hammer and I was taking apart a pallet uh, <laughs> and like, as I was like thinking and stuff, like about like what was about to happen, I like heard him and he was like, Hey, it's, it's two o'clock. And I was just like, okay. So I was like, pulling apart this pallet and, like, just, like, getting really into it, like, getting, like, super distracted, like, not even realizing that, like, chunks of wood were, like, flying past my face as I'm just, like, in the zone thinking about what I have to do. And he's like, hey, it's it's 2.30. I, I think you got to take that other that other pill now. And I was just like, ah! And, like, threw the hammer down, like, went inside, and I just, like, took a moment. And I was just like, okay. So the way that you take it is you put it underneath your tongue mm-hmm. and you let it dissolve. And then you swallow it. So I sat there and I put it underneath my tongue and I let it dissolve and I didn't feel anything. And then I swear to you, like instantaneously when I swallowed that, I was immediately cramping. Really? Immediately cramping. Like literally like keeling over. Like think about your worst period. Yeah. And it was like that. And I just like laid there. We had already had like an electric blanket for me to like put on my stomach I had taken the ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I, as I was like laying there, like I immediately went to fetal position and started like moaning mm-hmm. from the pain. And so he uh, lit a bowl for me and I smoked some weed. And that, I don't even know if it helped because I honestly, it was just such a blackout pain. Damn. Yeah, it was really, really bad. How long was that going on? To be honest, like I couldn't really tell you. Just because, like I said, it was a blackout yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I do remember at some point, like, getting this super bad cramp, and I was just like, I think I need to go to the bathroom, you know? And yeah. I remember sitting on the toilet and feeling, like, that embryo, like, plop out of me. And I was just Weird. like, whoa, that was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I could, like, feel everything happening in my body, and then, like, just it exiting me did that happen the same day yeah it happened I would probably say I honestly I'm so bad with time maybe like an hour or two oh that's after. really fast yeah I also could be wrong yeah but, but still it I was mean, the, like, same even day. the same day yeah 
And uh, yeah, and then like the rest of the day, I was still just in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And uh, then like the next few weeks, it was awful. Like there was just, I, it took me forever to recover. It felt like, really? like at least I would say a month. And what did that look like? It was so bad. It was just, I mean, I had to wear like basically a diaper like every day. <laughs> and like, you know, just like those like massive like mom pads. And, um, yeah, I was just like really uncomfortable. I was really emotional. I felt extremely drained. Mm -hmm. Like I was just constantly, constantly bleeding, you know, like it just seemed like it was never ending. Yeah. Uh, was it like period blood or did you feel like it was different? No, it was definitely different. It was yeah. almost like more like coagulated, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it was like everything about it was just like thicker and just like darker yeah you know yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't at all almost like period blood it, it honestly to me it felt like I was almost like like there were like shreds of like you know ah what's the word like flesh yeah coming out of me even yeah. though it was just the embryo but it felt like it was almost like my own flesh well because I mean yeah like you start building up so much to, like, in the beginning to, like, support that growth of the embryo that mm -hmm. there's, like, so much more than it seems there is. Yeah. You know? Like, you have your whole endometrium lining, but then there's, like, the placenta that's starting to form, and mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. Like, I feel like the pill is... I don't know. It's like graphic. It's like a graphic Yeah, version. because... So you have to, like, really right. watch it all happen. Mm. Yeah, as opposed to, like... It, yeah, I mean, you're giving yourself, like, your own abortion. Yeah. You know, like, you're really yeah. seeing the ins and outs of everything, and it's messy. Yeah. It's extremely messy. As a, Like, I wish that I had, I wish, in hindsight, that I had done, you know, the surgical mm -hmm. uh, abortion. It yeah, just, but you didn't know. I, I mean, it know. sounds like it's so convenient and so easy to just take the pill. It really like, did. Yeah, and they make it sound that way, too. I don't know why. I don't know why they make it sound so appealing. I wonder if it's, like, it's a money thing. It's probably a money thing. Yeah. But, yeah, they're, I mean, I don't feel like... I feel like there's never any, like, literature about it being complicated. It's just... It's like you just take a pill. Nobody needs to know. Right. It's just, like, quiet oh, thing. So but yeah, yeah, yeah. And did they, like, check up on you at all or, like, follow-up or anything? They did. I scheduled a follow-up the mm -hmm. day that I uh, took the first pill. And uh, so I went back in, and they basically just gave me another ultrasound to make sure that my uterus didn't have anything in it. And it didn't. How long after mm. the abortion? I would say maybe like the next week. Okay. Yeah. That's so very yeah, very soon after. Actually do that. Yeah. And then that was it. And then they gave me a sticker and sent me on my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. They didn't actually give me a sticker. <laughs> I would have liked one. Yeah. I would have accepted it. Like a lollipop. Yeah, like good job, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you do for like the recovery process? Other well, than wearing the pad. Other than wearing the pad, I uh, drank a lot of bone broth, um, did a lot of like massaging on myself. This was like before I started herbalism, mm -hmm. so I really didn't have any knowledge in that way, you know, of how to care for myself. So 
I mean, I, like, went right back to work. Yeah. You know, like, I laid in bed for, like, maybe, like, two days Mm -hmm. just to fully, like, recover. And uh, my work knew what was happening, so they were all really supportive of it. That's great. Yeah. Um, And then I just went on with my life and just felt uncomfortable wearing a diaper at work. Did you have, like, cramping still after that? No, the cramping ended pretty, like, I feel like pretty much after that day. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Like, what about your periods? Ah, uh, they, I feel like I almost want to say that they've never been the same since. I was going to ask, yeah. because I know that they're weird now. Like, were they always weird, or do you feel like it's been since then? I would say it's been since then. That's interesting. Yeah, that they've just kind of been out of whack. And honestly, like, I feel fertile now. Like, really? I don't know if it's just, like, because of that, like, now that I know I am, but I just, yeah. like... I don't know. I'm, I, like, get, like, I have, like, PTSD now about yeah. getting pregnant again. Yeah. Yeah, what would you, like, how do you feel about it now if you were to get pregnant? Mm. Again, it would be a hard decision. Yeah. You know? And I, again, it would have to depend on the situation that I'm in in my life and who it's with, you mm-hmm. know? Because I truly believe that I couldn't do it unless it was in a partnership. You yeah. Know? It's just, yeah. like, a lot for one person to take on. So, I don't know. With all those variables in mind, it would have to be very yeah, substantial. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, like, not really a question that you can really ask. Right? But, like, no, no, totally I mean, like, depends. it makes sense to think about it. Like, what would I do, you Yeah. Know? So that I could at least be a little bit more mentally prepared, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel way more mentally prepared now. Actually, I think that if I were to have another abortion now, I would be much chiller about it. Yeah, You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I've already gone through it, like... You also have, like, way more tools to deal with it so now. And, like, tools. way yeah. more resources. And yeah. Like, I'd imagine more understanding and, like, how to advocate for yourself. But also, like, how right. to take care of yourself afterwards. Right. Like, now even, like, just knowing what questions to ask and, like, how to prepare and make a space for myself that is, mm-hmm. like, comfortable. You know, because, like, like I said, the RV, it's, like, it was my home. I lived there. It was, like, yeah. my place. But it just... I would have rather gone to... I should have, like, booked a night at, like, a five-star hotel. Yeah. You know, so that just I could have had, all like, over their yeah, shit. Yeah, all over their luxurious abortion, you know? Like, it should be like that. Like, you should yeah. have, like, a princess-queen bed, you know? Yeah, With, like, yeah. everything around you that you could possibly need just bringing you comfort, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, yeah, like, making a real, like, event out of it. Yeah, I think that, definitely. I honestly think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, like, build, like, an altar, Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, like, a marking of life passing and transition and like it's I don't know it could be super symbolic yeah if you like what questions do you feel like you would ask this time or next time around or whatever like (laughs) knowing what you know now having gone through it what are things that you feel like you would have done differently or would have like yeah would have asked or that you think could be helpful for other people I would definitely, like, get as much information as you can. Mm -hmm. Like, they will give you all of your options and just make sure that you fully understand what all of those options mean Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how it goes down, you know, what what drugs they're going to give you for either, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, the recovery time, you know, all all of those things. Yeah. Um, When you had yours... You weren't on birth control. Mm-mm. Did they, like, push any on you? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because they basically it was like I came back in and they were like, 
so how are we going to make sure that this never happens again? And I was just like, I am never going to have sex again. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going close. Yeah. <laughs> Closer business lady. Uh, yeah, they were like, they, that was the pamphlet that I got. I got one pamphlet and it was about my birth control options. Really? Yeah. So it was like all the different pills that I could take, all the different IUDs, you know, mm-hmm. I explained to them that I had previously been on hormonal birth control and it made me psychotic and I didn't want to go on it again. And then, you know, they try to push the copper IUD yeah. in the marina, mm-hmm. which I think is like a really low hormone. Yeah. Yeah. So they say. And uh, I took the pamphlet and I didn't do anything. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just started to be more careful. Yeah. You know, like way more careful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to track my fertility, but because my periods are so off, it yeah. is a little bit more difficult. Right. Um, and I've definitely noticed that like my body is just like a little bit more sensitive to changes now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like when I was farming, I would not get my period for like, I would only get my period every other month. You know, because of the amount of, like, strenuous work. Yeah, yeah. So, my body, like, kind of went into, like, fight-or-flight mode, so. How do you, do you feel like that's a benefit, kind of? I kind of feel like it is. It, like, teaches you to slow down and adapt a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, I mean, No, 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 no. Like that makes total deep. sense. To me, it was more just, like, a... It was, first of all, the first time that I missed a period, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I, true. and I didn't know that was happening, I was like, oh, fuck, am I pregnant again, yeah. you know? And then it turned out that I wasn't. I was just only getting my period every other month. So in that way, I was just like, this kind of sucks because yeah. I'm just like, I'm questioning for longer. Right. Am I pregnant or not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> have you taken like a million pregnancy tests since then? I haven't taken a... That's not true. I have taken one. I have taken one. How do you how do you feel when you take one? Um, I feel like the most panic. I always buy them like so casually. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna whatever. We'll see. It won't <laughs> be. And then it's just like. <sighs> when you're waiting. Yeah, it sucks so much. It's the worst feeling. Yeah, it does. It does suck, especially because it's yeah, especially already having the PTSD of it, where yeah. you're just like, please don't let there be two lines again. Right. Yeah. Uh. The last time I took one, though, I, again, it was because my boobs. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, these are these are these too big? Are mm-hmm. these, like, is this the same kind of big that it was last time? I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came back negative. That's good. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, other than that with, you know, being more careful and everything, how do you feel like it's affected your life? Um, I mean, it's kind of cool to know that I can get pregnant. Yeah. 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 Because I really, because of how long I was on birth control, how young I started it, I really thought that I wasn't, you know, ever going to be able, or that I would always struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice to know that I, if the time comes that I ever do <laughs> want a child, <laughs> <laughs> that I could possibly, you know do so without any issues yeah definitely so that's cool but yeah I mean like I said it, it's definitely made me a little bit more fearful I definitely push condoms on new partners a mm-hmm. lot more mm-hmm. um 
and I just pay attention to my body so much more now. Yeah. Like, I, I question everything. Like, even the last time that I went to my gyno, we ended up sitting together for 45 minutes. You know, it's like, <laughs> usually they come in, it's like 20-minute thing, like, you talk about whatever, and yeah. I was like, no, I need you to sit with me, and I need you to explain the luteal cycle, the follicular cycle. Like, really? Tell, yeah, and so he was so into it, and also it was a guy. Yeah. And he also looked like Seth Rogen. So that was like, <laughs> the whole thing was just a party to me. I was like, this is amazing. Uh, and um, he, yeah, he gave me a, like, shit ton of information. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And he even, like, to me, he was like, well, why do you want to, like, be checking your cervix so much? And I was like, well, I want to, like, check my cervical fluid, you know? I was like, I want to, like, get to know my body. I want to know, like, what I should be looking out for when I'm ovulating. Yeah. And he was just like, all right. He's like, I totally respect that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he was yeah. really cool. I do think that, like, doctors and stuff do, maybe not all of them want to share information, but I think that a lot of them are open to it if we, like, actually ask. There's yeah. just so much of, like... You're just running through things like mm-hmm. they see so many people in a day. Right. It like if you're not gonna ask, why waste the time? No, not not that it's a waste of time, but like I am at, I understand that mindset of just giving you the basics. Yeah. No. He why actually, people don't care, or they're and that's afraid. what he said. I don't know. Yeah. 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 He was like, most women come in here and they're just like, that's what's up, fix it, you know, yeah. and like that's it, and like you know, fair enough because it's like. You and I, it's like we study this kind of thing. It's like the human body is something that we yeah. really, you know, it's in our everyday life. We're like we're constantly questioning, like, what is this? What is that? So you we're know, all hypochondriacs. Exactly <laughs> right. So we can slow down for a second and maybe spend that time with our body a little bit longer than most people can. Who you know yeah. have busy lives, Definitely. and you know have kids to raise, and you know careers to be running. So yeah, yeah, it's true, and. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like today, talking about herbal abortion in class. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, because I, I mean, as awful as the pill was, I feel like it is kind of a better option. Mm, yeah. No, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um. I mean, having worked at an herbal shop, mm-hmm. um, people come in all the time. I wouldn't say all the time, but like, you know, it happens often that people come in and they're like, I'm pregnant and I would like to have an abortion. And, you know, the first thing that I've kind of, you know, trained myself to say is like, you know, like this is like, this is an option definitely. But I would, I, you know, with the amount of stuff that you're going to be doing to your body, the amount of like toxicity that you're going to be raising inside of yourself, like it would be better to just go and, you know, take advantage of the fact yeah. that we can have legal abortions. Yeah. You know, and now. like I get, yeah, for now. <laughs> but like have that guarantee that like, you know, you will be able to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and safely. And I safely, mean, it's scar- right. it scares me honestly, like having seen people go through it and yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's so important to have access to abortions. And that being said, yeah. it's like I think that herbalism has a major place in the recovery yes like humongous like so great like I like I wish that I had had it all there you know I would have had like the biggest bottle of Tulsi next to me you know Mm -hmm. just like all of these like loving warming herbs like to just like help get me through it like mentally you know and physically yeah totally yeah what would you do now because like you weren't that's so interesting that you weren't doing herb stuff then Mm mm 
Do you feel like that had anything to do with you getting interested in herbs? Well, funny enough, the women in West Virginia... So yeah. that was, like, honestly at the start of my herbal okay, endeavors. Cool. Um, the women of West Virginia were the ones that got me into herbalism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. What was the question? I already lost it. Um, I guess <laughs> I had, like, a few things in there. But there's that. But then also, yeah, what, like, what would you do now for recovery So now I probably would have, friend. like, yeah, I yeah. would probably have, like, a pound of nettle nearby you know um why (laughs) because it's super rich in nutrients and iron and all of your vitamins and i probably would have a a lot of oat straw just like super nutritive herbs yeah um i would also just have something that i loved you know so like i said the um the tulsi Mm -hmm. which is just like really nice for like calming your heart and you know warming yourself up uh skull cap just to like yeah, keep your totally. calm, mm-hmm. you know, because it is really such an emotional uh, journey. Uh, I probably would make myself some really nice salve, mm-hmm. you know, like a nice like warming salve yeah. to put like something with like cayenne on it probably to like put on my belly. That's a great idea. You know, even just to like rub that area and like let that area know that like I'm there for it. Yeah. You know, and like girl I'm gonna bring you Mm. back we're gonna be best friends again like I'm so sorry thank you so much for being so strong you know and like helping me get through this and I'm gonna take such good care of you and I would probably do a fucking yoni steam yeah totally it's such a time like I mean like you said getting like a five-star hotel yeah you can like really make it into this like super nice like self-care yeah thing you know, like, it, it really is. It's, like, one of the biggest self-care things you can do, like, mm-hmm. to be able to take an active role in your fertility and your life. You might as well, like, do everything you can to honor that. It should definitely be more like that. Like, even, like, going in for, like, the surgery, you know, or, like, the, yeah, the surgical procedure, coming out of it, like, have a space prepared for yourself. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, to come home to and just, like, be able to like like get all of that off of you you know in a healthy way yeah yeah absolutely like when you had the appointment and took the pill did you have like a a place to go because when you do the surgical procedure you're at least in the recovery room I mean not that it's nice (laughs) you're just like in there with other people who are also going through the same thing and it's you know, the fluorescent lighting and all of that. But it's so cold, so yeah, sterile. It I hate it. Yeah. But there's like a little bit of camaraderie, I feel like. Yeah, where it's like we're in this together. Yeah, and that kind of feels helpful. Totally. But the pill, I mean, yeah, the, just the fact that you're so like isolated in that whole thing, mm-hmm. that's so hard, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a lonely little pill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they, because they, you don't like stay there at all for any sort of monitoring. It's no. just like you take it and go. You, you just take have it, to you take go. it in their presence. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. first one. Yeah. And what else for herbs? Sorry. We, I like kind um, of. I'm trying, there. like right now for some reason I'm drawing like a huge blank, but probably Hawthorne. Yeah. Linden. Anything that's really hard. Like motherwort. Mm-hmm. Duh. Of yeah, course. Right. 100% motherwort. Like on deck. Um, just to like aid with that healing process both emotionally and physically um, probably reishi mm. definitely yeah 
And then, uh, again, the broths. Right. I'm such a big broth fan. I yeah. feel like you know this. Yeah. I love yeah. bone broth yeah. so much. I would probably have spent, like, whatever time I had just making jar upon jar of bone broth just so I could have it right there. Yeah, so yeah. helpful. Very helpful. Um, yeah, it's, like, the same as postpartum. Like, I think how yeah. you should... I think it really should be treated the same way. Like, you should be staying, like, warm and cozy and have mm-hmm. people take care of you and all the nutritive everything. Which is why people like you, who also do abortion doulaing, you know, yeah, are so important. And we also need to get the word out there that that is a thing. Yeah. You know, we like... We need more of them. Yeah. People don't know that they have that option. Yeah. I think, like clinics for sure I would love for a clinic to be like a tea room Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like just like a really cozy place to be yeah they should be they should be less medically sterile but yeah you know we can work towards that um (laughs) but yeah is there anything else you want to talk about Hmm. or share any insight Not that I can think of, but just your body is your right. You know, make sure you know your rights. Yeah. Ask questions. Yeah. You know, be that girl. That's so important that to say. Yeah. 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 Asking risks and benefits and all of your options. And also, like, underlining the fact that not knowing all your options is not consent. And it's not your fault. It's like, you know, the medical... I think any... If there was any medical person listening to any of these stories, just, like, understanding that they have to really give all the options and lay them out. Yeah, yeah. It's so important. And, like, not to detach, like, you know, your head from your uterus. Yeah, Like, those are very well connected. Like, as much as your care... Like, as much as, like, modern medicine is caring about being able to get this out of you it should Mm -hmm. also be caring about how it's going to affect the rest of you yeah 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 and really taking care of that and as being like if you're a partner of somebody who's going through this like being a support Mm -hmm. you know do some research you know talk to people who have gone through it talk to other women who have gone through it you know you could be surprised how many people around you like have had an abortion yeah you know i would say uh, what's the statistic these days it's one in well i think now it's one in four but it was one in three for a long time yeah it's like and that's just reported i feel like right most people have Mm -hmm. had one maybe yeah a lot of people have had them um yeah and i mean that was one thing like sharing your story and like i'm sure as you know because last night we were talking about this and a small group and three right. of us have had them out of four right so exactly that's a statistic but yeah and, and like how nice it can be just to share even like all the variation in stories but just knowing that there's like other people that have gone through it too yeah i think is so helpful yeah thank you for talking my pleasure it was great yeah no problem and where can people find you <laughs> you can find me on instagram my instagram handle is underscore heavy nettle mm-hmm. um if you are ever in need of any herbal questions feel Holla. free to contact me <laughs> for both pet and human aligned and then we'll go to your herb shop when it opens yes and look out look out for an herb shop coming to a city near you don't know which yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs>